Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Hurley. Again, I'm the director of Dental Zing, the educational platform for both eAssist and for Dr. Charles Blair's Practice Booster. Today, we're going to be talking about implementing systems into the practice to create proficiency in processes and people. And I'm super excited to welcome Glenda Acevedo, who is a documentologist. She guides professionals in transforming company culture through speaking and consulting programs. She's a regular presence on podcasts and contributes to prominent industry publications. She is certified in systems management. She helps businesses document their own proven processes by minimizing mistakes, generating time to devote to other tasks, and by cultivating an opportunity to scale profits. She's also trained in various systems and project management platforms. I'm super excited to have you here today. Glenda, welcome. Thank you very much, Jacqueline, for having me join you. You're welcome. This is exciting to me. So I think you're the first systems person I've talked to that I can think of. So tell us what challenges do you help Dennis or their team solve? Basically, just out the gate, what are some of the challenges you help solve? I would love to talk about that. And I love getting into dental offices. And what I find is that dental offices, as they begin to scale, Uh, from one practice to multiple locations, they tend to do really well at their main location. But what happens is when they begin to branch off, those systems that they have at their main location may not get implemented into their branch locations or the additional locations they set up. So those offices never tend to run quite as smoothly, nor do they have the systems in place to be able to train and onboard the employees as they do that. And so having systems in place really prevents a lot of the issues by being able to properly train our employees and help them understand the way that we want them to perform their jobs on a day-to-day basis. That's great. I'm sure you come in and clear up a lot of, ex, you know, what, you know, what are the expectations for the team and obviously inadequate training procedures. So my next question is, and you and you trademarked this word. What is documentology? I'm curious to hear more about that. Yes, I would love to talk about documentology. And I did trademark it because I want people to remember the word as we move forward. And documentology to me is a living roadmap to achieve efficiency, profitability in your business, and to be able to create those systems. Systems are living, breathing documents that are never really done. So I wanted to create something that was really a roadmap to get you there, but understanding that it's a living and breathing roadmap and that it lives within your business. That's great. So what happens when practitioners don't have established systems or processes in place? They tend to run into a lot of problems, especially with onboarding their new employees. If they don't have the proper systems in place, they typically are sitting people next to other people at the front desk 
where the training may not be very efficient depending on what iteration of training they may be getting. Um, they typically have a lot of fire drills going off in their business, inconsistencies um, in the way that people manage their patients, even with the way that they answer the telephone or the way that they handle procedures. So by putting systems in place, it really streamlines everything that you do and really teaches your employees the way that you want it done and the right way to do it. Because when we don't train our employees, our employees tend to make up the way that it needs to be done, or they make it up as they go because they don't know any better. So it's in our benefit to be able to properly document and train our employees on the right way to do things and to be able to put out those fires and to build in the consistency, the scalability to be able to grow your business and to be able to train everyone on the way to do it. So does it matter how many employees a practitioner has or how many patients or how long their procedures are or you know, how long it takes for them to, you know, file their dental insurance protocols or things like that. Does any of those questions matter? Any of those things matter? It, it really doesn't matter um, the size of your business. Of course, if you have a smaller business, you probably don't have quite as many systems in place or the need to have as many in place as you do as your company continues to grow. Because as you continue to grow, if you don't have the systems in place, again, it goes back to we don't have a way to train our employees as we hire them. Our other employees are really busy. They don't really have the time to train. So the training is not efficient. We don't have set roles in the way that we do things. So it really doesn't go back to how many employees you have, but it certainly does hurt if you have a lot of employees and you don't have the rules and the documentation in place. So to kind of give you an example of that, um, I'm working with a dental practice right now. It's a small DSO, and they have a main location, which is doing approximately $4 million a year, doing tremendously well. They've uh, added on four additional locations, and what the owner has discovered is in the main location, things run very smoothly, like clockwork. But what he said when he steps into the other locations is that he finds it doesn't run quite as smoothly. And so this particular dentist has actually taken the time to customize a software for systems management because he really understands the benefits of the systems and having them in place. But one of the challenges that he's run into is having the time to document the systems. So he recently contacted me and asked me if I would be interested in helping him document it and actually set all of the systems up in the custom software that he's created and implement that out into his other locations so that he can replicate what's going on at his main location. That's a wonderful example. I feel like that is a common thing anymore, especially as DSOs are coming into play more and more, yes. a lot of these dental practices. And, and, and I hear every day of new DSOs popping up. I keep hearing about this doctor started a DSO or that doctor started a DSO. And I feel like this your business is right on target with these DSOs that are just starting to pop up everywhere and how they need to really implement all of those systems in place. It is. It really is perfect timing. And I've talked to several DSOs. As a matter of fact, I was just in Chicago recently at the Becker's Roundtable for Dentistry, 
And there were a lot of DSO owners, smaller practice DSOs in the room. And a lot of the topic of conversation was around AI because that's the new buzzword that we're all hearing right now. But the other that was really being talked about a lot was systems and having systems in place when you're a DSO. And there's a lot of practices or a lot of investment companies that are in buying up practices. And what I like to say, kind of smushing them together and calling them a DSO. But what they're finding is they're running into problems without having a centralized operations, without getting everyone on the same practice management platforms, they're having difficulties. So a lot of them are moving in the direction to be able to um, go to the same types of systems consistently across the locations. It gives them better reporting capabilities and so forth to be able to track the numbers and to be able to train and teach their employees as well. So that was a real uh, high level topic at almost every discussion. That's that's great. So you come in as documentology. Do you help train and integrate new employees into the business as well? I actually don't necessarily train. I do train employees on how to use the systems and I put together onboarding systems to help impact that. As a matter of fact, I've recently put together um, what I like to refer to as systems in a box. And it's some systems that I put together around the, um, the requirements for the different positions in the dental office. How do you interview for those positions? How do you go through and evaluate the applications that you get one applicant against the other and the actual standard operating procedure for doing the entire hiring process? And so that's something I'm working out right now with trying to do that. I'm actually working with another DSO that just took my systems in a box to give me some feedback on it. Um, So I'm working with several different ones, but I think it's, it's really important that we identify the roles for our employees, because everyone wants to achieve success in their role. And unless they clearly understand what that role is and to define it for them, how do they know how to achieve success? How do any of us know if we're not told? Right, right. I think that's the biggest, I don't know what you'd call it, just kind of the the biggest issue in any relationship, whether it's a working relationship or just a friendship relationship is unmet expectations. And if you don't know what the expectations are, then it might never be achieved, right? That's exactly right. So I will work with them on putting together the job descriptions, the hiring package, the interviewing package, how do we interview and all of that to support them in being able to hire the right people and put the right people in the right seats. And then I also have a culture component that's actually built into documentology because I feel like it's really important to get the team buy-in before I ever go in and start systems with the client. Because if you don't have the team's buy-in on it and their support, it's going to be really difficult for me to extract their knowledge and to be able to document it. And many times, especially for longer-term employees, they're like, wait a minute, you want my information so that you can fire me and give my job to someone that costs less than I do. And that's never my goal in doing that. We want to be able to support the employees by allowing them to take vacations without stress, 
Yeah. If they have to take some time off to take care of a loved one or whatever the case may be, we want someone else to be able to step in and to fill the shoes for that role and to be able to support that person in what they need to take care of personally as well as professionally. And we want to be able to elevate them to higher level tasks. Ultimately, if we put the systems in place, we can delegate down lower level tasks and elevate up to higher level tasks. And so when the team really understands the goals behind that, they typically will buy into what we're doing and really support the project at that point and really take some ownership in supporting the business owner and being able to do that. That's great. I think that sounds really great. And it sounds like this um, this program that you've got in place, the systems in a box could benefit an individual practitioner as well as a DSO. Absolutely. Yes. Good, good. So what are the five myths of business processes and why do most people fail at systemization? I think that's always a really interesting question and so glad you asked it because most people, when they think about systems, they automatically think about McDonald's and McDonald's is probably one of the best and most systemized businesses in the world. When you think about it, um, because you can walk into any location in any part of the world and get the same hamburger and it tastes the same no matter where you go. And they're made by teenagers. That's what you putting a system in place, simplifying it enough to teach a child how to make it in any part of the world. So when people think about doing it in their own businesses, they stack their standards up against what McDonald's does today. But what they don't take into consideration is that McDonald's started this process more than 60 years ago on a basketball court. And they actually lined up people around the table And they practice, how do we get the ketchup, mustard, onion, and the hamburger together wrapped in a bag and out the window efficiently? And they did not discover the secret behind that overnight. There were a lot of changes as they figured that out and shifted people around and changed the machinery that they used. So a lot of people think they need to start with the highest standard. And I always encourage people to just get started. It doesn't have to be perfect. And one of the other areas they really struggle with is I simply do not have the time to build out a hundred different systems in my business, but you're thinking about it at a much too high of a level. You really need to bring that down and focus on either. There's two different ways I like to look at it is either focus on 20% of the systems that's producing 80% of the work, 80% of the revenue in your business, or focus on what types of fire drills or breakdowns are you having in your business and focus on just fixing those things. And then you can always go back and build out a little bit as the time as you go. So it doesn't have to be done overnight. And then the other thing that really stands out for me is people think it steals the autonomy of them being who they are. But really, it doesn't. What it does is when you take care of answering a lot of the simplest questions in the business and you stop people from having to ask the same questions over and over again, it actually frees you up to have more autonomy, to be more creative in your business and to be able to work more on your business rather than in the day to day of your business. So that's where most people really get trapped in their own thinking. And so if they just open their mind up and to think about it in a little bit of a smaller way and to simply get started. 
That's, I think that's amazing. That sounds like those are some really, I think you've hit some myths right on the head. Like people just think it's too overwhelming. Yes. I think people feel like, you know, there's no way we can get a system in place that quickly. And I love your McDonald's um, example. So we just w- took a trip to Europe actually, and we didn't eat at McDonald's, but we ate at a five guys hamburger mm-hmm. place. And, and I hadn't, I mean, I have a five guys down the street from me, but I had never eaten there. And so when we went to this place in Europe, it was like, wow, these are amazing hamburgers. And it started in the U S and, you know, and they have a, a, a system in place. You could tell everything was in place there. And, and like you say, it does, it just takes a step-by-step process. It's not like it has to be perfect from the get-go and, and I love that. I know sometimes I'll get tasked with a job and I think, oh, we got to do it right this time. We can't just throw it out there. But I think there's something to be said for throwing it out there and then making some mistakes and learning your mistakes along the way too. So I think that's really great, great advice too. I love that. Yes. So Glenda, what is it that motivates you to keep helping these dental professionals? Well, I tell you, I love the dental community as a whole. Um, I've been a part of this community for almost three years. Um, I started out simply marketing to the community when I worked for another company. And all of a sudden, um, almost overnight, it felt like it happened over a year, but I just continued to make connections and to meet people and then started going to conferences and really became part of the community. And so I stay in the dental community because I simply love the people and I want to support them. And there's so many ways that I feel like I can support them with helping them put systems in place, but I want to help them with their retention. I want to help them with their culture. I want to help them with their case acceptance. And so there are so many different avenues. And I recently became, we, as a matter of fact, we made the announcement today on LinkedIn and Facebook, but I've joined a group of two other individuals and we're calling ourselves the Practice Collaborative. And we're really focusing in, and that's with Shereen Washington and Jonathan Bonanno. And we are focusing on going into practices together and being able to help with case acceptance, the culture, and with help and build out the system. So as a team, we really want to go in and help resolve the issues that are facing most dental practices are facing today. And so we came together with all of our strengths to really to be able to support the community. And so we all feel passionate about who we support and really want to do the best we can for all of them and to really just give back. That's great. That's really great. Well, I'm excited that we're having this podcast on the day that you made this announcement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. And, you, and you've teamed up with a couple of other members in the dental you know, community. Yes. And that's amazing. I love that. So do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap up today? I do. And I always like to leave just one thought with people when I leave. And I just want to encourage you to go back to your office tomorrow and just pick one system, just one, and start documenting it out step by step and encourage you to introduce it to your team members and implement just that one system in your business this week. So just start small, and but just get started. I think that is the best advice of all. I think that's perfect. So what is the best way to get a hold of you if 
And I know you're running a promotion for this mm -hmm. podcast, and that is um, to the first couple of practitioners. That means two. The first two practitioners, you will offer $500 off of their customized proposal. Since, since everything you do is customized to what and tailored to exactly what a dental professional needs or a practice needs or just with their team or whatever. So that's a really great promotion. So what is the best way to get a hold of you to get this promotion? Well, you can contact me at my email address, which is glenda at glendaacevito.com. Or you can go to my website at glendaacevito.com and book a strategy call. And it is a free strategy call. And I'd love to speak to any of you to be able to discuss your project and to be able to scope it out for you. And I'd love to offer you that $500 off today, as Jacqueline said. That sounds amazing. And so, and I'll put your contact information in the show notes that will make it easy for them to know how to contact you. And I will also include what that promotion is. The first two that is that reaches out to you. Thank you so much for joining me, Glenda. Our goal as part of this podcast is to offer tips and tricks to help dentists grow their business. And so if you are looking to improve efficiency, if you're looking for more profitability and production in order to reach your business goals, reach out to Glenda. She can not only help you get organized, but I think the I think her service will help you become a little more stress-free on a daily basis. That's what I believe for sure. So thank you everyone. Thank you, Glenda. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you very much. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.